Hello, Zimbabwe, and welcome to Live Talk, a women's roundtable. We are coming to you live from Studio 7 at the Voice of America in Washington. I am your host, Taboka Ngobe. Today on Live Talk Women's Roundtable, we are talking about prospects for the year 2024 from a women's perspective. But first, a look at what is happening elsewhere. Two days after a top Hamas leader was killed in an apparent Israel drone strike in Beirut, U.S. officials say they are working to contain the spread of the Israel-Hamas conflict while continuing to urge Israel to safeguard Palestinian civilians. VOA's senior diplomatic correspondent, Cindy Sain, has more from Washington. Hamas deputy leader Saleh al-Aruri was killed in a drone strike in the Lebanese capital of Beirut late Tuesday, a targeted killing Israel has neither confirmed nor denied. At the State Department on Wednesday, spokesperson Matthew Miller was asked whether the U.S. believes Israel was justified in killing Aruri. Miller had this answer. I will say that he was a brutal, uh, a brutal terrorist with civilian blood on his hands, um, and I will leave it at that. Experts say they are concerned the killing could trigger a wider regional war in the Middle East and stall negotiations for the release of the estimated 129 remaining hostages Hamas is holding in Gaza. Because I think this potentially complicates any uh, efforts at negotiations for hostage releases combined with a ceasefire because this individual uh, was a key conduit in those talks. Uh, he previously had lived in Qatar and I think was seen as one of the key uh, voices there. Israel carried out new airstrikes Wednesday in the Gaza Strip, while the Israeli army said it was on high alert for attacks by the Lebanese militant group Hezbollah following the drone strike. One expert told VOA she believes Israel is listening to the U.S. and others who urge them to enter a more targeted phase of the war. But Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu must also weigh domestic political concerns. And so I do believe Israeli leadership is hearing it. I think there are separate calculations going on politically inside Israel and particularly by the prime minister, who has a deep interest in maintaining his own control of the government, even though latest polls show that I think most Israelis, uh, he's got like maybe 15 percent support in total from the entire Israeli population. So he's looking to appease his right wing members of his coalition in order to continue to continue his role as prime minister. The Israeli campaign to crush Hamas has left vast parts of the Gaza Strip in ruins. The health ministry in Hamas ruled Gaza said the Israeli offensive has killed more than 22,000 people. Israel launched its offensive after the October 7th terror attack by Hamas that left about 1,200 people dead. Cindy Sain, VOA News. Back to our main topic, 2023 has come and gone with mixed feelings. Most women have seen it all, the good, the bad and the ugly. 
But today we want to focus on prospects for the year 2024 from a women's perspective. Please stay tuned as we take a brief break. In times of change, when the world seems uncertain, and what we hear doesn't reflect what we see, we seek the truth. When we are told only part of the story, we lose trust. In moments of crisis, our dreams, hopes, and wishes for a better tomorrow depends on a free press. At Voice of America, we bring you the stories that people take risks to see. We connect the world and unite it with truth. At Voice of America, we show you the whole picture. For those that have just joined us, please note that we are streaming live on our Facebook pages, VOA Shona, VOA Studio 7, and VOA Indebele. We are also live on YouTube, VOA Zimbabwe. Today, we are taking a look into 2024 from a women's perspective. To discuss this issue, we are joined by a social entrepreneur, Ms. Stabile Gandhi Lovu, and uh, Ms. Loveness Mainato, the Albino Charity Organization of Zimbabwe founder. Welcome to Live Talk, ladies. Welcome, welcome. How are you? I hope I found you well. Thank you. Um, uh, We'll, thank you for having us, Paloza. Thank you. We'll start with you, um, Loveness uh, Mainato. We understand 2023 has been um, a difficult year for some and uh, a successful year for some. What's your take on the year 2024? What are you looking forward to uh, looking at the projects that you are working on? Yes, I do agree with you that 2023 has been a very difficult year, especially for the women, and uh, not only women from Zimbabwe, but uh, from all other uh, countries, as we saw quite a number of women uh, suffering because of some wars, because of some short lives, because of hunger. More particularly, the woman, because uh, the woman is the one responsible for the family and the children, the family. And the children up to this. So, as I round up seeing the new happenings of 2023, uh, I, as a woman, uh, I do have a strong feeling that in 2024 could be a better year. Though uh, some may differ considering the climate change and uh, our women, especially from the Albanian society, are dying under the ozone layer because of of the excessive heat and uh, the substances being released into the atmosphere causing uh, 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 climate change. So we do have a very negative impact uh, on climate change. That will result in another cycle of suffering again because uh, we can't imagine how difficult it is when there is no no nutritional addition, no crops growing that well. Uh, some are turning to uh, 
taste drugs like maize, like uh, uh, tobacco, because all those crops they need excessive rain. Uh, right now here we have experienced a, a different climate change altogether. Here in Zimbabwe we used to farm early in between August and December, but now it's totally different. And seriously, we are um, expecting it could result in another hunger spell. Uh, so, considering that our women are already disadvantaged, they are already marginalized and looked down upon, especially uh, women without religion. It might be very difficult for them without family, without uh, uh, food groups, uh, to extend the current economic situation. Thank you there, um, Love Nessa. We'll come to you, uh, Stabile, looking at uh, what she has been uh, speaking about, uh, the drought, uh, the hunger, um, the issues that she raised. We see most of the times that the women have to carry that burden in the home of feeding the family. What's your take? What uh, do you look forward to this year? Uh, do you think it's going to be a better year and why? Thank you, Paloma, for that question. Um, I would just like to agree with most of what Lavin is saying, but I also believe that um, from the challenges she raised, um, it's, a, it's a good time to identify opportunities around that. So around the job space, um, I think we really have a great opportunity to utilize um access to information around smart agriculture, especially as women, and grab those opportunities to be able to not only feed our families, but feed the nation. Um, it's exciting to also note that government actually has a specific program for women um, around the agricultural space just to capacitate them uh, economically and socially around the agri-space agri and there's a lot of work and research being done around climate, uh, smart agriculture, and opportunities around that. So for me, just hammering on that point of drought, hunger, and the role of the woman, I think 2024 gives us uh, an exciting opportunity as women to tap into that and um, see what we can do and uh, what role we can play, because even traditionally, it's uh, the, women, the women have always been in the forefront of feeding families, um, so I think we really have a unique position um, to come up with um, solutions for the future and how we can feed generations to come. Um, outside the drought and climate space, I think um, while I agree there's a lot of challenges that women are facing, I mean, there's access, lack of access to resources, information, the list is endless. But I do believe that um, efforts have been made to ensure that women are not left behind as significantly as before. I mean, there is intentional programs that are being done um, to capacitate women across the varying sectors to just ensure that they have the adequate um, knowledge to be able to thrive in different sectors of the economy. And I know there's a lot of NGOs, a lot of uh, private sector companies and banks that have really uh, strategic and intentional programs that are meant to uplift women and just ensure that the plight of women is heard. 
but I do agree there's a lot more work that needs to be done. But with the introduction as well of the women's quarter in Parliament and women's council quarter, we also hope that at a policy level, these women that we have elected to stand for us will be able as well to ensure that there's laws and policies that protect the dignity of the woman and the dignity of the girl child in 2024. So I really do believe that exciting times lie ahead. Thank you. There, um, Tizokere Kwamuri, uh, Loveness, uh, Mainato, Tishitarisa, Nyaya, Yekuwa nika kwemika na yeje mapizimusi, tanzo hapa chitaru anyaya yekuwa na mashoko access to information. Titarise sema zimai muriku wanamika na iye yaka vurika ere uyeje mchitarisa shekare varukushanda nemi pasi pesanganore. Alright, before I respond to that, you just highlight that uh, on the other hand, we are so grateful for our government because there are some civil society organizations operating on the ground. Uh, that is the, the disaster risk management teams. So they are getting, uh, they are ever ready for any suspected outcomes of the heavy rains and the like. So uh, on the other hand, I can say uh, the women, the children are uh, protected. Then on the issue of China, the opportunities, because we are seeing women in legislative uh, positions and uh, we are seeing women in being uh, uh, capacity, uh, capacity they are being capacitated, there is capacity enhancement. We are having more women in mining, we are having more women in farming, uh, we are having more women in uh, industrial uh, management positions. So, there are opportunities for women empowerment currently as we speak right here in Zimbabwe. So, I can foresee the future of women not big. I can see they are rising to another level because they are being given opportunities to excel through empowerment projects. You can see that there is an opportunity for every woman to excel um, in his or her area of expertise. Like if the academic and the others are being trained in entrepreneurship, can you can you hold that thought uh pane uh, caller on the line? Hello? Tino Fara Magadi. Unfortunately, uh, we just uh, lost that caller there. You can uh, continue, uh, Loveness. Sorry, I uh, interrupted you there earlier on. It's all right. I was uh, saying uh, there are signs of great improvement on women's uh, empowerment, starting from the youth to the women. 
uh, because uh, the government and uh, the government is trying to curb the chances of gender-based violence and the like. You know, when women are not empowered, they are high risk of being uh, them being abused, uh, emotionally abused, physically abused, verbally abused, and everything. But when a woman is empowered, she has empowered the nation, and uh, that woman uh, is capable of uh, producing good for, for the whole nation, uh, whereby seeing our women being uh, self-capacitated for self-sustainability. So I can say, uh, uh, to, in a nutshell, women are being empowered in Zimbabwe. Thank you. Um, coming back to you, Stabile, we are looking at um, issues around um, abuse. Uh, we had um, uh, Loveness raised that issue just at the end of uh, her contribution, where she speaks about uh, a situation where if uh, women are not empowered, they are bound to be uh, abused. Um, it can be sexual abuse. It can be whatever, a form of uh, harassment looking at uh, those issues and also uh, drug abuse uh, issues. Where are we uh, in terms of uh, helping the girl child in Zimbabwe? Um, yeah, well, uh, I think there's been a lot of intentional programs, um, like Lovelace mentioned, it would be civil society also playing a big role. Um, but government has also declared the issue of drug and substance abuse as a, a national crisis. So I believe we would see the issue of drug and substance abuse, just to touch on that one first, is not only just a challenge for women, but a challenge, um, it's, a, it's a community issue that we have currently in them, and it's something that must be looked at from all facets. Um, the issue of social abuse, more um, violence against women, um, I think has been a topical issue for, for quite some time. But I think um, there has been a lot of intentional programs that have been put into place that help women firstly just identify when they are in the wrong Uh, unfortunately, it seems uh, we've uh, lost uh, Stabile there. Um, coming back to you, Loveness, um, we are looking at um, issues around uh, teenage pregnancy, abuse, and uh, drug abuse, uh, focusing speci specifically on um, uh, young girls with albinism. Have we seen any issues there, and um, what are the plans for the year 2024? Uh, focusing on drug and substance abuse, uh, I haven't seen much damage to the girls and young women with albinism. But um, so I'm thinking that the males, the young boys, they are engaging in drug and substance abuse. Then when they are, uh, they are totally drunk or physically drunk or dangerously drunk, uh, if I can say when they are addicted to these drugs and uh, substances, you know, they end up being perpetrators of violence uh, to the girl child. They end up abusing the girl child and it turns the, the drug as well for the girl child. The resultantly, we are seeing unwanted pregnancies, we are seeing rising cases of uh, HIV and AIDS in the team among the youth and STIs and uh, 
like when Ali the people we are seeing a lot of uh, gender-based violence. This is now a, a result of drug and substance abuse that see our um, beneficiaries of the Albanese society. The girls being uh, affected much, that is, uh, they are now subjected to some forms of abuse because of drugs and substance. Thank you. Um, so looking at the year 2024, what do you think uh, should be done in terms of uh, fighting all these uh, issues uh, that uh, young uh, girls and uh, young boys are facing if we are to have a future for Zimbabwe? Uh, actually, this is a very sad story, if I can say, because uh, there's a lot of damage. Great damage is a result of drug and substance abuse. And uh, uh, in future plans, I think uh, it's very, very noble to have uh, awareness campaigns and uh, community sensitization. Starting from schools, even from a gender age, if I can say, the great seven, uh, upwards, because already these young ones, they are also engaging into drug and substance abuse. And some of them can't believe it. Uh, like, for instance, I heard of a child who was eating uh, gas from a gas tank uh, that they used to cook with at home. You know, so there are so many ways people are engaging in drugs. You can imagine some campus, some theaters. You can imagine all forms of uh, the glue and the light and giving examples of uh, the substances and uh, that, that, that's being used uh, for the drug and substance abuse uh, going on. So uh, I think, like, uh, right now here in Zimbabwe, I'm getting the police are playing uh, a, a big role as a law enforcement agent. Uh, but I think there is need for for penalties so that whoever is found responsible in a, a selling of drugs, in taking of drugs, in taking of substances, the substance abuse, they will have to be given a cheaper penalty than the quantities there right now. Uh, of course, I do appreciate the, uh, the camp being taken by the law enforcement against the police. They are trying by their level basically to get rid of uh, those involved in selling of drugs and the abusing of drugs. But it's still, I feel enough hasn't been done because it appears there are some gray areas that need to be touched. So cheaper penalties is the only way of getting rid of these drugs. Thank you. Um, focusing again on uh, the issues around um, uh, discrimination when it comes to young uh, girls and uh, women who uh, live with uh, albinism. Uh, have we seen that happening? And uh, for the year 2024, uh, do we think uh, we can see a better Zimbabwe where people view them in a different way? And what is being done to ensure that uh, we make sure they are not discriminated? Yes, that still remains the greatest challenge we are facing in Zimbabwe. That we are still experiencing stigma and discrimination, stereotyping, uh, uh, you know. Uh, but I'm happy that we are totally different from other countries in the in East Africa, uh, where by people with albinism are being uh, regarded as a, a form of wealth. 
by using their body parts and their blood and the like, and even their hair and everything. But when Mabu Audrey is telling the kids, is discrimination. We are still experiencing uh, discrimination. Though we are making great efforts, we are making great strides in alleviating the challenge of discrimination and stigmatization. But we still feel we need a bigger role to play as role models or activists against marginalization and discrimination of people with albinism. Uh, so we shall continue the fight until we, until we win. We won't fight because uh, right now our voices are being heard. Since we are voices, we are voices for the voices, and I do appreciate that our the efforts are being recognized as uh, uh, the president of the Republic of Zimbabwe. His Excellency Comrade Emerson Zambugamangawa launched a policy document in 2021 that is involving everyone with a disability to include those with albinism. So you can see that the lives are being changed for the better, but still, on that note, we have a lot to do on the ground. So as to reach out each and every corner, you know, there are still some marginalized areas where this is. The discrimination is still on the rampant. Thank you. Um, looking at uh, the disability pol policy that you just mentioned, um, how has it been received by uh, most uh, people who are affected by it? And also looking at, uh, do they have uh, access to the document? And uh, by access, I mean, do they really understand what's uh, on the document? And has there been uh, ways to empower them so that uh, they really understand uh, their rights and uh, what's uh, on the policy document? Uh, I can say uh, people with disabilities, to include our audience inspector, they are now aware of this policy document, though uh, they need for us uh, to uh, educate them more about uh, the, this disability policy, but uh, as of now, they can stand in for their rights and uh, they can defend themselves. And uh, I can see that there is an understanding a bit of uh, the uh, policy document on disability issues. But on the same note, the government through the Minister of Public Service in a lot because already they established another department, which is a uh, the disability department. They, uh, we, we were given or they are appointed a director for disability issues, which is uh, the this post wasn't there before. So the uh, the director for disability issues, who is doing uh, working flat out to give more and more like uh, to people with disabilities, so they can. They, they know their rights and they know how to defend themselves and they know what measures to take if they feel there's the unfairness on their side. So thank I can see... Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, loveness. Stabile is uh, a baker. We had lost her. Um, and unfortunately, our time is running out. Uh, Stabile, you can uh, conclude within a few seconds. Thank you very much, Walter, for the opportunity. Apologies, my network was a bit bad. 
Um, I think just in conclusion, I can say that I, I do hope that we have more um, participants in the fight against um, inequality that women suffer because inequality and abuse against women is not just a women's issue, but it's actually a violation of human rights and it actually stifles the growth of society, communities, and at the end of the day, the nation at large. So I really do hope that uh, we can come together and work together, both men and women, um, to just ensure that women are not left behind and they're at the center of conversations, not just about women, but about building the economy and ensuring that uh, the appropriate social development needed for communities to thrive. Thank, thank you so much today. Um, and uh, let me take this opportunity to thank you all for coming on the program. Unfortunately, our phone lines were acting up today and we couldn't uh, get in touch with some of the people that we wanted to join the program. And that uh, brings us to the end of our show. Let's make a date again next Thursday on behalf of the Women's Forum. We wish you a prosperous 2024. Signing off in Washington, I am Tabo Kangmuvem.